0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What would you call that? What would your generation call that? At leisure. I can see her belly, but hello and welcome to Crush the Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Kirsten Lyons and I'm joined by my cousin and co-host Erin Raderstorf, except I'm not because she is currently um, on a small yacht filming the next season of Below Deck. That's a lie. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. I was like, um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking right now. I'm so sorry. I literally am a, I'm a
0: Bravo stan. So I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to mute myself. All right. I don't
1: know if I'm supposed to. Uh, You are allowed
0: to talk. I don't care. There are no rules. It's what it there's no rules. Just right. Is that Outback? I don't know. It's somebody TGI Friday's Burger King. No, that's have it your way. Whatever. I don't care. There's no rules in this podcast. Um, So anyway, no, Erin is, Erin is um, working this summer. She's a camp counselor and um, we shared on our first episode, but we just wanted this to keep going. And Claire is basically our third co-host anyway. And we brought Claire on and we could not be more excited. So I am with Claire McCallan, my, my new co-host. I'm so excited. I I've noticed in some pictures. I'm not on Instagram right now, but I've noticed in some pictures and I, but I, I don't know, I didn't feel like the need to be like, Oh my gosh. But then you were just in front of me. So I thought I'd ask. Yeah, um, and so we were talking about how this is a emotionally kind of, what did you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Did you say no, you're it.
1: It's crazy. Cause I've been working to lose weight for probably like six or seven months now. So it's mm-hmm. literally like, I'm getting what I wanted, but the comments, uh, well, it's, it's the things people have said and the things people haven't, some of the comments when I got back from Iceland, which like you said, like people are going to notice more after you've been gone for a minute. But, like, it's it's the nicest people in the world making the most innocuous comments. And it's a lot of um, older women who, like, it would have been a compliment in their generations. Like, I had a lady mm-hmm. to tell me that I look more wholesome now. What?
0: But she meant it so sweetly. And right. to be honest, like, I- it's, it's Because what? Joking. Because you don't have, like, boobies spilling out? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, you know, that's been a comp-
1: emotionally complicated part of this as well. Because for a hot second there, I had them. A- and they went (laughs) with the rest
0: of it Uh, I'm looking at you right now in your athleisure and you still got them girl you're fine it's like a push-up situation but um
1: yeah just the comments people were like the day I got back from Iceland I went to get my nails done and my nail lady grabbed my stomach and she said where go (laughs) 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 which like is totally something your nail lady can get away with saying right 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 but then also like to be just completely like blunt like I what I was explaining saying to you before, um, and this is a really, really nuanced, tough topic, but it's like, you know, a lot of us have this insecurity in our head, we're like, if I lost 10 pounds, he would like me. If I lost mm-hmm. 10 pounds, like people would notice me more, people would like me more, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of processing all of this because I lost whatever, 10, 15 pounds. And like, yeah, people did start treating me differently. And like the people who like might not have admit. Me- yeah, you go, you go.
0: No, my question was is the my question is who's the people. So is the people people like let's say is there a boy that like now is like oh hey Claire or is it more that you're noticing different types of attention when you go out or is it both? Both. Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: boys that weren't interested that are now. And that's hard for me because like 10 or 15 pounds on anyone but you know I'm interested in boys so it's like on a boy I couldn't care less that doesn't that's not going to make or break my interest
0: but that was the whole thing a few years ago with dad bod right like people were saying dad bod is so sexy and women were like I'm sorry uh mom bod hi mom bad yeah yeah um
1: and I I mean this is actually the second time that I've because like I was explaining to you before we started recording Mm -hmm. um right after college I lost probably the same amount of weight was went down to the size that I'm at now and um then yeah gained it back lost it as one does a woman with a fluctuating body type, but like every single time that I've lost whatever these 15 pounds are that I fluctuate between there's been like a boy who I liked who didn't like me back who now likes me mm-hmm. at my like I mean we're talking about going down one two dress sizes and I'm right. just, I'm very much still the same person and yeah every time that
0: this happens the boy comes around and I tell him no thank you and I tell him why is it the, so it is a specific oh, or you're no, just no, saying no. the boy in parentheses boy like it's the, the boy yes. yeah got it got it got it okay okay because that exactly that right. is just a that is a Hallmark movie right there not a Hallmark movie yeah. actually that's old school ABC family movie which yes, you don't that's even know so
1: ABC Fam. when people make a really big deal about it and like and they're being really complimentary, but the way they talk about it, I'm like-
0: She apparently didn't want to talk about it anymore. She She said, no. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Claire just just, uh, got bumped off. I don't know. (laughs) This is going to be insane, what she's about to share. Claire, that was the most crazy to be continued ever. You were like, and then I thought, and then you were gone. Somebody called me and I tried to exit out of the call and I (laughs) exited out of everything. That's Um, amazing.
1: I was just saying, like, people are being really- um, excitedly complimentary and I'm just like oh my gosh did you think it was that bad before you know and like and we were just talking about also it's like we have these insecurities in our head where we're like oh well he would like me if I lost 10 pounds and everyone's like no don't that's awful and then like you do lose 10 pounds and he does like you and suddenly it means nothing because like I am just someone I was talking to my my girlfriends and I were thrift shopping today and we were all saying that we're all women whose weight fluctuates and um there's like this that famous rihanna quote where she was like i have the privilege of like fluctuating weight because it's fun because it's like sometimes you know when you're up you show your boobs when you're down you show (laughs) like whatever it is like i will fluctuate like i'm i want to get pregnant someday and like that's gonna be a whole thing the way i'm shaped that's gonna be a whole thing so it needs to be someone who's not afraid of the big bad 10 pounds (laughs) you know, cause I, cause I have plans for much more than 10. So
0: I, that's, first of all, I have plans for much more than 10 is definitely a quote that needs to be on millions of t-shirts. I also <laughs> think what's interesting and I can only say about like, so this girl that I went to high school with got engaged and I was home visiting family over the summer. So I would have been maybe in my like mid to late twenties, the girl's mom who got engaged she just randomly happened to be like her and her husband. I'd known this girl since we were in first grade. And she like randomly was like walking up towards us. And she said, oh, um, Sally just got engaged. And oh my gosh. And I said, oh, congratulations. When? She goes, oh, like 10 minutes ago. And I said, oh, that's, that's wonderful. Congratulations. That must be so exciting. And I just remember she like then looked at me like so sad and she was like, how are you? Are you, are you getting close to getting engaged or something? It was just this like weird. And I was just like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm making all the wrong decisions with male models. Like I just <laughs> didn't, because I felt like she was, I think sometimes people are so uncomfortable when you're single and they want to like fix that and like make you not single, which I, hilariously is like so much of sex in the city, right? Is like the marrieds. I, I think it's so much more about what's going on within them and their uncomfortability, you know?
1: I I set people up for a lose lose though, because I know it said. I would have been like, but nobody's noticing my hard work. (laughs) (laughs) So it's such a lose lose, but I think it just speaks to like how we as women, just the way that we've been programmed, can get so like it matters to me so much. And that's it's too much. And I know that. And I'm freaking working on it, but it's hard. And it's been a lot of like, I can't believe I'm crying about this, you
0: know? I feel like that with aging right now. Like, especially as I'm going back into acting and I'm like, you know, I'm seeing these little laugh lines, which Mm -hmm. I should be happy. Like, that means I've had a good life, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I'm expressive. I smile. I laugh. They're they're joyful lines. And yet when I see them in a picture, the all like my whole thing is like, does anybody want to see this face on camera? And it's always Mm -hmm. been about my face because my face was the thing that was, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing that everybody said was my problem. which is awesome. Um, and you know, I wasn't pretty enough. And now it's like, wait, I'm not pretty enough. And I have lines and oh my gosh. And should I get Juvederm? And I mean, I I just want to like say to people, it may not be weight. It may be something else. You know, I wanted a nose job for years. So I don't know. Anyway, what I'm saying is I have insecurities.
1: We all do dude. I literally the other day I was, I think I like put on, I put on jeans and I was like walking around my town and like four people stopped and they were like, as I was walking down the street and I thought to myself, hmm. I was like, that's not usually like people don't normally do that. So then I went home and I was like looking at my butt in the mirror and I was like, wow, this is, you've gotten like pretty big. And I was talking to my mom about how I've been gaining like happy weight. Cause I'm just living life. Like <laughs> life's going good. I'm like, I'm eating. I'm like, I'm, I'm vibing. And um, I was like, "Has my butt gotten bigger?" And my mom was like, "Yeah." She was like, "I didn't want to." <laughs> she was like, "I don't want to say anything," but it's pretty big. And I took like a video of my. And this is like, and again, this is like the, <laughs> I guess, the trajectory of like just being a woman. Yeah. I, like yeah. I didn't notice, and then when someone pointed it out, I immediately noticed, and then it was all I noticed. So yes. then I like. Put on all my bathing suits, and I took videos of myself in my bathroom, like standing and like dancing and walking around. And I was like, "Is this what I look like?" And I took screenshots of myself and sent them to my friends. And I was like, "I know that it." And I don't know if this is like appropriate for this podcast, but I was like, "I." Know, and Everything's so, appropriate for okay, this I was podcast. Like, so, you I was are one hundred
0: percent fine.
1: I was telling my friends, I was like, "I know it looks like my bathing suit is like being eaten by my butt, but like." <laughs> I was like, well, like, I was like, is this like inappropriate or is this just the
0: way my body looks? We decided we were going to start doing our intro with the guest twofold. One, it made it so much easier for carving out time and editing. But two, we really liked being able to chat with the guest about something that wasn't about the crush. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this is our intro. I love organic stuff like this. I love when it just kind of naturally happens. So Claire, thank you for kind of opening that up. And today on the show, you've already heard her voice because that's how amazing she is. We have Chanel Shaw. Um, Ah. Chanel, I am so excited you're here. I'm going to do... A little bio thing in a second. But um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. You are officially our first guest for the third season.
1: Wow, this is huge. I feel really honored. <laughs> I'm big fans of you both. Um, okay. And now seeing your faces move and your voice <laughs> come out of your faces at the same time in real time. It's crazy how social media works. It's like yes. I feel like I have I deeply know you both. So it's, I'm really excited to be here. And I, I must, I listen to your podcast on my like hour long commute each day um, to work. So I'm excited to, to be on yay. this
0: it's a big deal. Chanel Shaw is a young adult living and working in the diocese. in the diocese guys. I'm the ter- worst Catholic of the entire world. Yes. Do you need something? You want a piece of gum? Yes, you may have it. I'm going to try this again. No, I'm not. I'm going to keep it going. Cause who knows? the diocese. I almost said the diocese. So you're welcome to everyone who's a real Catholic of Orlando, trying to live her life for Christ, frequent her therapist and eat all the cheese as a lactose intolerant. I'm jealous. She desires to be her authentic self and help others as well. Chanel has written for many Catholic publications, including the Grotto Network and the Catholic woman. She is a member of the board for the human condition community, uh, host of Ave Spotlight and co-director of the be- before Gethsemane initiative. Did I pronounce that right? Okay. I'm going to say you one more time go. before Gethsemane initiative in her free time. You can find her watching reality. Guys, I should never be in charge of anything <laughs> in her free time. You can find her watching reality TV, going to confession and updating her Spotify playlist. Welcome Chanel to the show. <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> you. Oh my gosh. What a dynamic intro. I sound so, <laughs> I sound so interesting. You're super
0: cool. Thank I want to you. talk cool. about the fact you, you could find her Watching reality TV, do you go to confession about your watching of reality TV?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
0: um,
1: I'm a big, uh, big naked and afraid girl. Um, Oh, big, big love is blind. Big bachelor, bachelorette. Although like it makes me sad. Big bachelor in paradise. Um, and after some of those episodes, I definitely go to my parish priest and I'm like, Hey, father Joe, guess what? And it's like, he's like, it's a summer. So much be bachelor in paradise season. I'm like, absolutely.
0: So what, absolutely. do you, my, my big question is, cause okay. So again, I'm way older than you guys, but, um, I watched a show called rock of love with Brett Michaels on BH one. Absolutely. That was my, I even had a party where I will look for the picture, but I dressed up as Brett Michaels. And it was incredible. And I was so hot in the mullet wig and we had a watch party and my other friends were the girls, but what is it about these shows that you, is it, you are just follow it? Like, or do you judge them? Or are you like, Oh my gosh, I'm so much better. My life is so much better. Or does it make you feel better about yourself? does it make you feel worse about yourself. Like what is it? Because Aaron, Claire, I don't know if you are, but Aaron is a huge, re- I'm sad she's not here right now because she would want to discuss all the things with you. Mm-hmm. I got super into it
1: at the beginning of the pandemic and I'm wondering if it's for the same reasons as Chanel. Tell me about it. Okay, so mine, uh, I'm really into it. One, because I think it's a big community builder. Sure, could I be building community by doing anything else? More spiritually enlightening? Maybe, um, but it's a big community builder uh, for me, like, I love my faith and I love um, doing things that are profound, but I also just love eating goat cheese and ice cream and watching people be foolish. And I also think that like shows like the bachelor and the bachelorette for me, it like, it opens up the rawest part of ourselves where like, I'll watch women try to get the attention of a dude, on national television. And at first glance, I'm like, this is so silly. But then I'm also like, wait, I do the same thing with dudes, but just on smaller scales. So when I watch, I'm like, you know what? Like I am Sharon, Sharon is me. You know, Clayton was this man that I used to like. It's like, it's just all the same. If I could just replace myself with these women, I've done the same thing. I've listened to a guy talk about a job or a life situation that I am completely uninterested. Will I sit on that couch for 10 minutes and pretend? Absolutely. Like, is a guy like handsome enough for me to just be like, no, I'm letting all of that go? Absolutely. So I love to watch women do those things too. It almost makes me feel like there's a community out there, you know, there's other women being fools. So um, we're just
0: all foolish together. I I love that because there was parts of, I don't even really, I watched Love is Blind pretty, the first season, I didn't watch the second season, but I watched Love is Blind and I was rather um, obsessed with it. And it's funny that you say that because I feel the same way. There are things that I can watch and I can, it feels like very much a mirror. And I think as I've gotten older, I I realize why I'm uncomfortable sometimes and I'm uncomfortable because I'm like, "Mm, that's me. That's me and that's real I think about that. I've never watched the Kardashians, but I think because I've never watched the Kardashians because honestly, I mean, I kind of I don't mean I'm a Kardashian, that's not what I mean, but like the level of like um narcissism and neediness, I can resonate with that. So uh-huh. I'm just yeah. I
1: worry I think I like sought refuge in reality dating shows at the beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of people, because that option as someone who was in their mid-20s at the time, like was taken away from me. And that was my life pre pandemic. Like pre pandemic, I was watching a ton of sex in the city and just going on like three days a week, you know, I was living my life. And then it was like, okay, your twenties are on pause. And so I lived my twenties vicariously through these people.
0: Girl, I get it. When you were 12 years old. Okay. Where, when you were 12 years old, where did you want to live?
1: Oh my gosh. When I was 12 years old, I really wanted to live in Tuscany huge for a 12 year old. I know very refined, right? It's because I watched Under the Tuscan Sun. <laughs> I knew you oh, we were going to say <laughs> that! I, ah! Okay, so I watched Under the Tuscan Sun on a flight one day when I, I think I was like 11. And the way that I say like that movie had me in a chokehold, like that was <laughs> that was like it for me. I wanted to be a white woman in Tuscany and, and do my eat, pray, love and just like
0: Wasn't there like a sunflower thing or something? Did I just make that up? I don't think I ever saw
1: that. Oh, when I say I've watched that movie backwards and forwards, I've watched the director's commentary. It's like one of my favorites, and so I definitely like wanted to live in Tuscany, wanted to fall in love with like a humble journalist, and you know whatever. And so that was that was definitely twelve year old Chanel. Although should I have been watching that movie? I don't know, but (laughs) definitely definitely I stayed up late. And um, when Oxygen was playing it, I would just watch it when my mom went to sleep. So yeah, that's it. Who did you want to marry? Ooh, okay. Who did I Have want to marry? Talk. Oh my God. Ah! Okay. So I really wanted to marry LL Cool J. Yeah, I, I don't know. The There's reason something- I
0: made that face is because mm. it's. I can understand if you're my age. Cause that's like, okay. He's like older. He's like probably 10 years older than me, but he's like okay. a good adult human older than you. Okay, maybe more. So, like, so
1: It's something about, and like, and people listening will probably be like, this is so scary that she thought this, but it was something about like, I was younger and I was just like, he's so strong. I was like shook by that man's like mu- muscles. I was so shocked. Um, and I just held on to the way that he looked. He was so stunning um, until I got a little older. And the reason I don't like him anymore is because oh. he actually started to scare me. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> someone that big, like that's actually kind of maybe I should like like someone more. Oh my
0: gosh, friend. that's so, so funny. So now I've
1: downgraded to more of like a slim, a slim Usher, or maybe like a, a more like you know feeble Justin. <laughs> a
0: more wait wait. a more (laughs) feeble Justin Bieber (laughs) I I know Justin Bieber God loves him but a more feeble like something just something someone just a little frail like I
1: think I I was on I was on the real heavy end of the spectrum where LL Cool J was like it But I think so, now I'm looking for someone very thin and people. This completely resonates with me because I've always said with boys, like I like big boys, the bigger the better. I'm not even talking about muscles. Like I'm like big teddy bear boy, I'm all in, it,
0: right? Claire, so one time then, I showed her a picture of one of my friends and she goes, Nope, I need a hook and a face tattoo. That's what she told me. Yeah. I need a hook for a her hand and, and a face
1: tattoo. tattoo.
0: But I always like bigger the better. Who would be like
1: this one big enough? I'm like, no, bigger. And then I went on a hinge date like a year ago with this guy who won a bunch of state titles in deadlifting. And I saw the pictures and I sent them to all my friends. I was like, this is the biggest boy. This isn't a big boy. This is the biggest boy. And I was stoked. And then we went to dinner and I, it was too much man for me. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> was, you it get was, it. You literally get it. I was <laughs> like, I was, I felt, I felt outnumbered. I felt very like small and <laughs> that's, nervous. That's literally. It. He was so nice. Oh my gosh, Claire, you literally get it. When I say I seriously was like, I remember. I don't know. I always tell my friends about this, and like maybe you guys can understand more than my friends can because they always say they don't understand what I'm saying. But do you remember when you were? when you were little and you just like, maybe this, but you logged on, like you, like all of a sudden, all the things of the world became like reality to you. Like I first realized that I was a human being on this earth and that (laughs) I was a lot, like, it was crazy. And I remember like being 12 or 13 and thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, I'm like a person and there's people out there and if I ever want to be with LL Cool J, for some reason, I thought like 12 year old, like bumped hair, like cargo short Chanel had a chance. But like, I was like, if I ever want to be with LL Cool J, like, I actually think he's too big. Like, I think he might just like, <laughs> he might just like sit up on me or like, or like hug me and literally hug me too hard. And literally ever since then, all of my likes and crushes have been just like mid or frail to mid size. Dudes, like I just it's something about me just being able to overtake you. Like, if I can win in an arm wrestling
0: match, like we're probably going to date. So, I'm the exact opposite. I want to feel really? small. I mm. want to feel small. I don't like, I mean, my husband's muscular. My husband works out like three or four times a week. Like, he, but he's not like he's not, I wouldn't consider him big. He's just like very, he's defined, I guess. He's. I like him. It's good. Um, his arms are nice. Um, but yeah, I dated my first boyfriend. Actually, my first kiss was shorter. He was like right at my height or like a little bit shorter than me, but we were like best friends in theater together. It was very well. They won't they, we went out in eighth grade and we kissed on the lips, but I was like, no French, no French. Wow. And then we French kissed when I was 17 and it was amazing. But it was not also because we had a very tumultuous, toxic high school friendship romance. It was guys, we were, we were basically Ross and Rachel is what I'm saying. Love love, Um, love, love, love. Yes. Yes. And um, we went like, he was more popular and then I became more popular and then he was, and it was very, I mean, it was, it was very toxic guys. I would not recommend it, but I remember breaking up with my first boyfriend who was like my first love. We dated when I was 22 to 23 and then we were off and on for a few more years. And first love first, like everything we ended up having that together. And um, that's one of the reasons we broke up. But anyway, I just remember praying and writing in my journal, like all these things about, I wanted a future husband. And one of the things that I wanted him to be taller than me in heels, and I wanted him to have good hands. And I wanted to feel small because I didn't, <laughs> He wasn't, a. he was just shorter, but he wasn't like a small dude, but he was just shorter. He was like a very soccer player kind of guy. And I Mm -hmm. like wanted a swimmer or like a basketball player. I wanted Michael Phelps.
1: Chanel, I'm in there with you with the big butt gang. And I feel very strongly, even though there's no reason why this would ever have to happen, but I need to know that like, I could fit in his jeans, you know? (laughs) that part
0: if there is that Wait, you want to like, know you want to know does his jeans fit you like no i need to be able to get into his jeans
1: oh, and oh he oh. needs to get into my jeans be like
0: oh i can't and like, i know it's because i'm a fairy
1: i know <laughs> okay because <laughs> i'm a little garden fairy i love that i'm very it's because I, I flit. i, I flitted all day <laughs> i'm so little it's like but I'm- but boys got boys have those skinny little legs Yeah, that's true. And like, honestly, I'm very body, body, like, Hey, like love the body you're in blah, blah, blah. But like, Hey, I'm, I was, I will tell y'all I work at a Catholic summer camp. One of my good guy friends, he was like, Oh, um, we were doing, we did like our laundry, the staff, we did all our laundry together. And my jeans got mixed up with like my friend's jeans and Mm -hmm. This guy is like a little thinner than me, kind of tall, like lanky. And he was putting on my jeans and he was like, What the heck? He was like, Wow, these are like, and he was pulling on the butt part and he was like, These are huge. Like, what? And I was putting on his jeans. And because they were both like American Eagle and I was putting on his and I couldn't even put my calf through like the leg part. And I was like, what is happening? And I just remember being so like from that moment, Claire, I was like, I need to date some, like the dude I marry, it better be like, Hey, Chanel is just like, I, I just, yeah. It's, it needs some man size. Yeah. I'm like, I just need
0: some like stuff happening over there. Mm-hmm. But it's so some funny to me <laughs> because you also wanted a feeble Justin Bieber. So, <laughs> so I just
1: man with large size.
0: I know, but isn't that uh, how yes. we are as women? Oh. Where, like if you were to ask as women, me, as humans,
1: <laughs> if you, <laughs> true, if you were to ask me like what I want, I am so specifically confusing and that's how yeah. I like to describe my, my likes with dudes because I'll be like yes I would like someone that is that is extroverted I don't want to have to like help him make friends because right. I'm t- I'm like tired thinking about that but I also want someone who's who will let me like take over the room um mm-hmm. but I also want someone who is like assertive but I also want someone who's not but I also the want someone is, who's you know it's like oh now you're literally <laughs> describing LL Cool J <laughs> I know that's what i and every day, you guys, I check and I see, I'm like, is that man still married? I don't know. If I could find an LL Cool J type,
0: mm. very
1: wealthy youth minister, you guys, mm. married tomorrow. It
0: guys, when I watched, so I the, I was on my phone because I was like, he was in a sitcom. I can't remember the name of it. It was called In the House. I just looked it up. But I mm-hmm. remember, I think it was on UPN, but I don't quote me on that. It might not have been but I just remember the, the commercials. I don't think I watched, I don't know if I was allowed to watch it. Cause I, I don't know, maybe I watched it, but I just remember the commercials. He would always have one sweatpant up. And I remember looking at his calf and as a, however old I was, I was like, what are these feelings inside of me that I want to look at his calf? Like I literally was like, his calf and his ankle, why do I care about it? It was like we were back in whatever Regency era where if you showed your ankle, it was so scandalous and sexy. It's
1: literally I'm, like we're in season two of Bridgerton when Kate, yes. like yeah. Kate like walked over the log and showed like her calf. And Anthony was like, oh good. It's not yeah. It it's is so that good. idea of like what is the most. I think Claire asked this on her Instagram one day, but it was like, what is the most attractive non-sexual thing that like people like? And it's, it's like a calf. It's like putting your arm behind me as you're reversing the car. It's like oh, all those things. And yeah, I'm like, why am I like, what is this feeling happening inside of my heart? Because you're literally just putting your hand behind the armrest and and that's it. Like I can get married to you tomorrow.
0: It's yeah. also really interesting what you guys are saying about like, I want this, but I don't want this, but I kind of want this. And Bradley, I, I do think that is a really like feminine thing. Like, it's just uh, like our energy or whatever, or just being women. But like, it's so funny to me because Bradley always tells me I'm the most high maintenance, low maintenance person he's ever met. He's like, <laughs> you don't want diamonds. Like you're not high maintenance in that way. But he's like, but emotionally he's like, <laughs> and like I am somebody who does not like avocados but I love guacamole and I feel like that is a way to describe me I don't like tomatoes I love salsa like those are ways to describe me that I feel like are very like it and I feel like both of you are kind of the same way like and maybe that's just girls uh by the way the hand behind when he's backing up the car that is that's some good stuff
1: I also like it when they put both hands behind their heads and then they lean back like this, and their muscles do that thing, that little boop boop, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and they're just taking a little stretch. I literally, yeah. oh, the I other day, I was like, and there's something about, I was like in the grocery store, and I couldn't reach something, because I'm so feeble and little, and I was I was walking, and I couldn't reach like some, something on the shelf, and I turned around, and there was this man that like God spent a little bit extra time on, and I was like, you know what, can you help me reach this thing? And he was like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And he put his arm up and man, when I say, and this is one of those things, but it was like a whiff of some cologne and just like natural oh. body smell that I was like, "OMG, oh. it's, I don't know what it is. Um, and I saw like a little mus- muscle flex. I don't know.
0: Thank you. I don't even know if you know you referenced an NSYNC song, but thank you for saying that. They have a song called God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. Oh, I love that and That was my first Um, slow dance. When I was 21, I wanted that to be my um, first dance at my wedding.
1: It was not,
0: we did for our wedding because neither one of us like really had relationships, especially when we were in like high school and stuff, we Mm -hmm. gave basically our guests a mixtape. So we wrote, like, we put out all the songs that we would, like, we wanted to make a mixtape for someone in middle school and high school. That was like what people ate too. It was so fun. It was like- all like '90s and early 2000s songs um, that you guys might probably not know. Anyway, um, I love all of this. Okay, the last question is: What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Um, I definitely wanted to be a marine biologist. Really um, thought you were going to say a mermaid.
0: I, I'm uh, not going to lie. You know, really, really I I, I, did,
1: I did not see <laughs> a lot of I did not see a lot of black mermaids, so I was like, you know what? I don't really know if that's my vocation, but. Mm. Um, I definitely, now that Chloe Bailey is going to be- like, I was just going to oh,
0: say, and Target Sheets, although they're microfiber. Yeah, and tiny sheets. sheets. Yeah,
1: she's going to be the next Little Mermaid, which I'm super hype about. And, um, but I definitely want to be a marine biologist, super into dolphins, super into like ocean life, still am. Um, but one day just realized that like, I don't know math. So then I was like, well, if scientists have to know math, then I guess I'll just be a youth minister.
0: And I know you don't.
1: <laughs> so, you, so, yeah.
0: And I know that you- you that wasn't the path for you because you just said the words, I don't know math. That is yeah. how you described it. I was <laughs> like,
1: ridiculous. I don't know math. I don't know math, but can I tell you every character's arc in season two of Bridgerton? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Really quickly, and, and Claire, please chime in on this as well. We did a lot. I feel like everybody wanted to be a marine biologist and everyone had sparkle a dolphin sparkle dolphin or sparkle whale poster. Um, in their in their room. And I specifically remember this one girl, Corinne, who was like, she wasn't popular. She was like on the outskirts of popularity. I was not popular, but I would like have a friend that was a little more popular than me. And I would kind of like, oh, what is she doing? Like, and Corinne used to do this thing, but Corinne would open her mouth and go like this with her tongue, like touch each corner of her mouth. And I thought that was really cool and hot. Like boys would like that. So in middle school, I started going like that until the corners of my mouth got so dry like so <laughs> dry i had like when really
1: we cool. talk sparkle dolphins i feel like we're talking about the chokehold that lisa frank had I, that yes name?
0: yes lisa yes. frank
1: so we were very like we were in the dolphin lisa frank age but also the aquamarine age oh so yes aquamarine biologist i hit a girl who's slightly more popular than me trisha kelly shout out trisha you um, hit her shout out trisha <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought you said I hit a girl that was slightly possible. Shout out. Yeah. I was like,
1: Trisha was like a little bit more popular than me, so I did smack her in the face. <laughs> and she um she brought dog treats to school one day. She was like that girl that I thought she was a puppy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. Had I had, had a friend puppy. who thought she
0: was a baby, Brandy, yeah. and she had a pacifier. I get it. Right. Yeah. She
1: ate dog treats, so I ate dog treats. So naturally. I get it. Which will also dry out your mouth. <laughs> The power of influence. That is literally hilarious. I used to think there was this girl, Janine um, Kelly. She, we were in the same karate class, and she would like put aquifer all over her lips. And like, and like, and like, I thought it was so, like, boys would think that it's so hot. And like, her lips were like thin. So I was like, okay, well. If her lips are thin and my lips are big, then if I wear aquifer on my lips, like boys will think that that's like it. So I used to come to karate practice with like full blown, like a grease mouth. And my mom, I used to put it on like after mommy would drop me off out of the car and I would like practice and like, and try to like bite my lips and like put on my put on oh my, my gosh. aquifer, and I was like, man, this is it. Like Charlie is gonna think I am like it. Shout out to Charlie if you're still out there, Charlie Valentine. I did not forget you. Um, it's like you know, I just used to think like they would think that's it. The power of influence. Oh my gosh, this girl
0: 100%. Tina. This girl Tina, and I think it was eighth grade. She would wear CoverGirl compact so much on her upper lip that you could see the powder. So I thought that was the way she was super popular. Tina was super popular. So I finally like bought CoverGirl compacts. I think I was allowed to wear a little bit of makeup starting in seventh grade and I bought it and I literally would go to the bus stop and do this, except that she didn't do that anymore. It wasn't cool anymore, but I would be like, all on oh, my list.
1: do you hate that? By the time you get to it, Tina's stuffed. It's a whole. That thing is the guys.
0: Offer. That is the if if I'm gonna have a book one day, it's gonna be by the time you get to it. Dot dot dot. <laughs> yes. Because every time <laughs> yes. I got to a fad, it was gone. Like it, was, I, I finally saved up enough money, or when I finally got <laughs> boobs and can fill out the shirt, like whatever it was, it was done.
1: By the it time was- I got to it, and mommy was mommy before that, I was like mommy we cannot keep buying vaseline like dollar yeah. tree dollar tree vaseline is not what the girls are wearing the <laughs> girls are that's like the Wearing aquifer and mommy was like, Aquifer is literally the same as Vaseline and it's like $10 more. And I was like, Absolutely not. by the time I could buy actual main brand aquifer, all the girls were wearing like the Revlon matte super suck the moisture out of your lips oh, lipstick. Yes. And I was like, And then I was like, Mommy, I have to buy Revlon matte lipstick. So I was wearing Revlon matte lipstick to karate practice. And my mom was like, I think something is like clinically wrong. But when I tell you, I had the cutest little lips. Out oh, of, I'm sure. All my, yeah. And, and also like, I think I had to do like clinical lip masks for like two years because I ruined my mouth, but man, was it worth it for that attention that Charlie gave me every uh, Thursday?
0: Absolutely. Charlie, I don't know where you are, but, um, I'm really excited to hear when you call it. I in never forgot show. you. Does your crushed, um, include, does your crush moment include Aquaphor and, or Charlie or karate?
1: Um, it does not. So <laughs> okay. okay, there was this boy that I used to work, um, uh, that used to like volunteer at my parish youth group, okay. which, um, very spicy. And so he used How to volunteer my you? parish youth group. So this was like a couple of years ago, you guys, I'm being very vulnerable. Okay. Um, so this was a couple of years ago. He used to volunteer for my parish youth group. <laughs> and he was the only other brown person that like was at our parish that was under the age of 68 so
0: Fantastic. Really quickly, were you guys kids or I know he was volunteering. Are you guys both adults. Yes, we're both adults. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted, you said it was spicy and I was like, are we about to file a police report? I just got it. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay.
1: Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So yes. you were both definitely like, okay. Older adults. But he was not just. 68. He was not, he was Fantastic. under the age of 68. So very, very prime. Um, And so hi <laughs> had the biggest on this guy, like okay. huge. And we used to like, and we used to like hang out and um talk in the car, go oh. get food, hang out oh. at youth group. You know, all of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, my heart, like we're spending so much time together. He's telling me yes. all of his feelings. And so in my mind, I was like, Yes, this is it. Like we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together. He's it, like naturally, uh, and yeah, naturally, like you're talking
0: yeah. in a car by yourselves. And he is the only person under 68 that's volunteering with youth. I don't exactly, I literally like, I don't, I, yeah. I, I'm so with I was you. like, I, I don't get really it. see another
1: trajectory that's to go. So, of course, I was like, you know what? It got to the point where we were hanging out so much, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tell him how I feel about him. Like, I'm just gonna tell him. So, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just call him. So, then I wussied out, as you do, and I texted him. Which is the worst girls, just call him and or just meet up with him in person. So I texted him and I was like, Hey, so I just want to let you know that like I think that I like you and we spend a lot of time together and that we
0: should date. What?
1: So Okay, wait, say- wait, wait, wait.
0: So you texted him, was this, okay, I need to know more details. Like, was this after you guys had both volunteered together? Had it been a couple days since you'd seen each other? It had been like two years of us volunteering and of him volunteering and us being like very good friends. Okay. And, and
1: I had like sat through all of his like, Oh, I don't know if I should date. I don't know, which is so tough. Right. Um, when a, a guy starts like, Oh, I don't know. Like, what is my life? Should I get married? And you're like, yes, to me. And, <laughs> and, but you're you guys like,
0: can't see her right now, but she's got like the evil genius fingers going on. And you're <laughs> like,
1: oh, and yes. you're Would you listening. like to try on my jeans? Exactly. <laughs> and you're like so listening and you're like so attentive and sweet. And so it's been like two years of that. So I was like, I'm going to tell him like, what's up? And so I messaged him and was like, this is how I feel. And look, and he sent me
0: a text back and um, I was just hoping it wasn't a gif I really was
1: it was a gif um it was like that shock gif where uh. someone's like it was like do you know Aziz's Ansari's character from Parks and Rec
0: um that's my mm-hmm. favorite show and I still uh. can't hit, deal with the fact that Claire's never seen it
1: Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Okay. Well, well, well in the show, there's a gif where, um, if you just type it in, like on your phone, it'll come up where it's like, like that. Yes. And, it's like,
0: it's like one of the biggest parks in rec. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh.
1: So he sent me back that and I sent him back like this. And who was doing that? Me. Oh, so you doing like, that. So I was like, huh? <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> right people can't see
0: this, so she was doing like a very charming little shrug with her hands she up, like, guys. But it was her, she did not send back like another Parks and Rec character, no, she sent so back I, her. Oh, my god, little little picture. yeah, she, she looks, looks so sweet. good, she does it,
1: so, so you guys know. Thank you. So I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, so what does this mean? Are we in love? so Right. Then we decided to meet at Panera Bread, as you do. Uh-huh. And
0: Wonderful. We Wonderful. Met at Panera,
1: and I was ripping apart that scone. So anxious. And, Were you um, eat, are,
0: now? In these instances, can you eat? Because I, in these instances, oh, my absolutely. stomach turns to stone, and all I can do is pick. Oh, absolutely not. I definitely okay. picked apart that scone and was okay. all mm-hmm. over the Panera
1: floor, and um, we sat there. And he showed up, and then I was like, okay. He got a sandwich. This is like, and, and jokes on me now, because now we're like really good friends and he's married and has a whole baby, but it's like, uh, he got a turkey sandwich and a smoothie and I was like ripping apart a stone and he sat down and he's like, so like, what's up with that text? You good? And I was like, what's up with that text? You good? Yeah. I was like, "Ah!" and so then I was just like, Hey, we spend a lot of time together and I feel like are we dating or what? Like, do you like me too? And he was like, no, I do not. And when I say like, it was like the towers of Babylon fall. I was so shook. And I thought that I was like so shook. I was so crushed. I thought that our life was going to be so idyllic. And it was not. And he was like, I don't, I'm sorry. I made you feel that way. Ah! Which is like the second worst thing that a dude.
0: I'm sorry I made you feel
1: the second worst thing that a dude can ever say to you on top of like, oh, well, you know, you must have seen that wrong, like something mm-hmm. like that. So then, yeah, he said, I'm sorry I made you feel like that way. Uh, and I was like, what are you talking about? We hang out all the time. And he was like, nope, I don't feel that way. And then, yeah. that How was sorry. How did he explain away the fact that you guys spent so much one-on-one time? He was like, we're just really good friends. I don't I get that, but at the same time I don't like it when play I am sorry, I'm not trying to villainize this person and I understand we all have movies and stuff, but I just like I feel at some point you need to open up, like uh, sorry, I'm like upset, so I'm flustered. (laughs) I feel like at some point you need to take ownership for like you kind of knew, like you're not yeah, snow white, you're not lost. And I think the I think (laughs) that I'm sorry I made you feel that way was the ownership. Um Although I was like, kid. And so yeah. And I have so, okay,
0: yeah. let's just go back. So you texted him your feelings. He sent uh-huh. you a gif of somebody from Parks and Rec. He yeah. was he was not he was not allowing you to treat yourself, if you will. Absolutely not. Then who was the one that said, let's meet at Panera? That was, that was your girl. That was me. That was your girl. So were you like, let's meet a Panera because I want to have a DTR. Like I want to talk about this. Okay. So do you, so here's my question. Like, first of all, I thought he, I was giving him props because I thought he was the one that was like, let's meet up. Oh, absolutely not. Okay. So then he, I just, I, I'm sorry. I'm like. That part. Yeah. Same. Like, I'm like, if I was him and you, and, and, and you said to me, let's meet somewhere i would be like no let's actually talk on the phone because i'd be yeah. like i know what i'm about to say to you right mm. right and this should not be in person like this does not need to be in person yeah maybe the initial con but the the, the damage part of the damage i just because if i were you right and and i said to the guy i mean i've, I've had these many of these moments in my life like let's me go too. meet somewhere and the guy said okay let's i would be going into that thinking this positive. is happening yes me too yeah me too, me too. and so there was absolutely- no communication with the like surprise yeah. there's no like I'm not I'm not in, like oh my
1: god yeah and I was absolutely like okay um, we're gonna meet up at Panera and like if he says yes then that means that he might want to talk to me about this too and I showed up and he did want to talk about it and eat a turkey sandwich and he was like you know I just uh I'm sorry I made you feel that way we're just such good friends I feel like we're just brother and sister <laughs>
0: Uh, and, uh, sorry, yeah, which
1: is like this the third worst thing that a dude could ever say to you when you like them. So,
0: so it was just, you uh, just had all the trifecta,
1: yeah. The like, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way. I'm sorry that you misunderstood that. And we're brother and sister. Wow. At that point, I was like, Oh my gosh, wow, I could have, I could have like ascended into heaven. I, I yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Have you been but back also, to a Panera since? Boy, <laughs> I have not because Panera is to me at this point, now that I have a more refined, like Arby's palette, Panera is like expensive hospital food. So I don't go anymore. But, um, back in the day though, I used to
0: like, why is that not, why is that not there? thing yeah that's expensive hospital food
1: I mean (laughs) mean, it's like I mean like I will get after their mac and cheese but I do not frequent anymore I was very traumatized
0: by that occasion I was just gonna say I feel like Panera would give me just like I would not want to go there I was very traumatized and then when he started dating his now
1: wife and have their baby whatever so happy for them I was like you know what I think it's time again And so when he officially started dating his now wife, I was like, I remember that day I went into a Panera after youth group and I was like, I think this is it. Like, I think I'm ready.
0: Was it called like exposure therapy? It was, I first I drove to the
1: parking lot and then the next day I drove a little closer and then the next day I went inside and then the next day I ordered a scone and now I'm healed. So it was a slow process.
0: That's actually like, in all honesty, I know what you're, but like, that's actually really, really smart. I think mm-hmm. really, really smart because I think it's also the understanding like um, that it's over and like the acceptance. And I think it's almost like how forgiveness is more for you than it is for the other person and for your healing. I think that is same with acceptance, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. How were you able to continue a friendship with him? So it's so crazy because I will- I was like, you know what? I think that we should, if you, I was like, if you don't like me back at first, like I was feeling, I was feeling very like, um, I don't know, if can I curse on this podcast? Oh yeah. It's encouraged. Okay. I was feeling very like hot girl, bad bitch. So I was like, we need to have hella boundaries, like <laughs> boundaries, which I think like is a very like bad bitch way to live. I'm super into boundaries. Everyone should mm-hmm. do it but I was like weaponizing boundaries. So I was like, boundaries. I was like, you think I'm your friend? Well, check this out. (laughs) I was like, well, check this out. (laughs) Boundary. I was like, we're not going to talk ever again. Like we're going to talk when I want to talk. And like, I'm never respond to your text. I was like, you text bad me, bad bitch me. boundaries. Exactly. What I was like, is. you text me after 603. <laughs> like I'm not going to answer because that's a boundary I have. And I would be so vague and I'd be like, you need to respect my boundaries. And he was like, okay, well, what are they? And I was like, you just need to respect them. So yeah, I was <laughs> like, going back but- to what you want in a guy. Exactly. I want a guy
0: that respects my boundaries. I don't know what my boundaries are, but I want, but I always want him to respect my boundaries, except later when I don't want him to respect Exactly. I was like, <laughs>
1: yes. you definitely need to respect my boundaries. So I was pretty weaponizing in the beginning. And then towards the middle middle end, I was more like, you know what? I kind of like miss our friendship, but let's reassess what this means. And then once we just started hanging out and I was like, and I also just started making other friends. I was like, you know what? You actually are not like, you're not it, right. You're not like the golden calf. So there's more, there's more like people than you that exist in the world, more people than you. And then when I started like putting things into perspective, I was like, you're actually just cool on your own, but you're also kind of annoying. I think too, when, when he started giving me the ick, it helped me to be his friend, which I think a lot of us can kind of resonate with like, when a dude starts giving you ick. And you start like becoming disenchanted. You're like, oh, okay. You're actually just like a regular person, and you're well, not. Well, I think it's like- also
0: it's also the bachelor, the bachelorette. Going back to that, it's like mm. when that's all you are offered if you're only offered one person that one person becomes the be all and end all but mm. then it, i think it's i mean there's many a myriad of reasons why people don't work out that are on the bachelor i don't think i don't want to say this is the one instance but i do think it's like for you if you're spending so much time with him and he's the only what did you say he's the only black guy like that is a huge <laughs> there's huge things huge thing one he's catholic two he's working with you three he's young four he's the only black guy like there are so many things I feel like that are that are almost like mm-hmm. this like tornado of a storm that is pointing like you know bright lights Vegas lights of like those arrows with the lights around them that are like me 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 and it's almost like when you unmask the reality and it's nothing against him just like Claire I don't want to villainize him or or anything but it's like when you unmask the re- reality it's almost like oh I think I built this up to be something that it wasn't. Exactly. And
1: like, I and the, the blessing in it is that like, now I'm older. And sure, have I like talked to some guys on hinge that I'm absolutely like, ah, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced? Yes. <laughs> but like, it's also was such a lesson and just like learning more about myself and what I'm willing to take on and what my value and my worth is just like as an independent person um so it was great but yeah but after that you know after I saw too many times of him like kind of being a nerd I was like you know what I actually think I'm all right (laughs) and when he started like dating his boo and who's now his wife I was like you know what good for her like they get each other and I was like you know this just like wasn't it so and it made it a lot easier for me to just kind of let that roll
0: I also really love what you said about weaponizing boundaries, because I think sometimes, especially right now in this kind of culture of therapizing, which I think is great. Like I love, I mean, I love mental health. We talk about therapy on this podcast often, but I think that sometimes we can weaponize that as well. And I've (laughs) seen that on social media, as well as within people. I have seen that within myself. Like I said to some, something to someone, and it wasn't even a therapy term. It was just. I was, I was hurt, you know, I was really raw and I should have taken a beat before I like set a boundary. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like that you say, you said that cause that really struck a, struck a chord and, and I was just like, wow, like when have we done healthy things, but with an unhealthy, like uh, motivation. So mm-hmm. then, you know, it's almost like doing all the right things for the wrong reasons kind of a thing. Yeah.
1: And I for sure knew I was doing it because I feel, I, I mean, at the time I was like, my friends were like, okay, Chanel, you just need to set boundaries, like honor yourself, you know, very like awesome, like half a girl advice. And then I in took that and I was like, honor myself. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, get ready. Like Chanel, you're going to, I was like, you're going to freaking ruin his life. Like, I was like, he says you're his closest friend. Well then take it away. I was like, you're going to not don't talk, like set absurd boundaries that are just like, so non-specific and fluid that it's going to be the most confusing thing of his whole life. And until this day, like we still laugh about, he was like, dude, I thought I would text you. Sometimes you'd respond. Other times you'd be like, you're not respecting my boundaries. Other times we would all hang out and you would laugh. And then other times you would like, give me a death stare. And he was like, it was so confusing. And I was like, honestly, you deserve it so (laughs) yeah yeah I was gonna say that I was like also but I'd like to say like don't be too hard on yourself because like the way again not villainizing happy fist man congratulations on the baby (laughs) that says I feel like um like this baby in
0: season 45 will be on crush the podcast
1: yeah (laughs) I I feel like um while not intentionally malicious someone was reckless with your heart and friendship and that's like it's 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 not homicide but it's manslaughter you know and it's still a really big deal and you're it's not your responsibility to heal perfectly and uber responsibly after you had just been handled so indelicately does that make sense there it is I wish you would have been around back in the day because I was literally like oh you know because I'm so used to carrying the idea of being like, oh, well, I should intake this, handle it, respond yes. in this way, like, I need to be, like, prudent, and soft, and generous, and even though, like, I'm heartbroken, I'm crushed, I'm sad, and, the, but the, I was, and then I really, like, tortured myself, because I was like, huh, that's so mean, like, you could have been so much more kind, and gentle, and understanding, but, you're right. And I also hope that the aftermath jokes, now that you guys are friends, like it's like, haha, remember when Chanel like set all these crazy boundaries? But I also hope those aftermath jokes also translate into like, haha, remember when you showed up and ate a turkey sandwich and like didn't give an F, you know?
0: I just don't want
1: this I it's not unusual for people like you and I and I and you and you (laughs) somehow it's like you were the victim and in the end it's like haha I I was the I was the one it was me I'm sorry (laughs) it's like when you're the victim and you end up apologizing exactly like I thought about it like when because I was thinking about it now and definitely like he's he's like a great guy. Now we're like older and more evolved, but, and he's done his fair share of being like, I'm really sorry. I was way too intense for you. And I was like, absolutely. But uh, it's so funny. I kind of think about the way that I used to act of like, Mm -hmm. if I was at a restaurant and I ordered like a chicken Alfredo and they gave me a pig roast, I would take it and be like, wow, thank you so much. And I wouldn't say like, oh, uh, I actually ordered a, because I'm so, you know um and so it's just it was also just such a big lesson in learning how to be like you know what no wait a minute this is like not what I asked for and you gave me the wrong thing and we spent all this time together and absolutely not you know
0: Um, For people that aren't watching, I think um, Chanel's lights just went off because she is not motion censored. So as she's talking, the lights start to flicker. It looks a little bit like a horror movie. And then she just starts waving her arms. And it was so great because it was like, obviously this has happened to her other (laughs) times. Yeah, I definitely am like in my office and I have not moved in like 20
1: minutes.
0: I think also, and I know Claire, you really touched on this. And I think so many times, and look, I think girls are guilty of this too. I do not want to make this a guy thing, but. I think because women want relationships, tend to want relationships more than men, this happens more. That 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 said, guys love the attention. Guys love having that girl they can go to. And and I think I loved it with guys too. I'm again, I don't want to like whip or villainize guys, but I think that like own his ownership of being like, yeah, I did I liked her. I mean, basically he had a girlfriend without having to have the responsibility of a girlfriend, right? And so I think I remember I had a guy friend. I mean, I still have a guy friend. We're still friends. And I, he had a lot of friends like that. He had a lot of girlfriends that he knew liked him. And I would say things to him. And I'd be like, dude, you need to stop hanging out with this. Like he had one girlfriend who was literally in love with him. And I was like, stop it. It's not okay. And he was like, I've told her I don't like her. And I'm like, for whatever reason, she still thinks you're going to come around. And I've been that girl. I've been the girl that thinks he's, he's going to one day. And so my question before we wrap up is like, did you think by setting some of those weaponizing boundaries that maybe he'd be like, I can't live without you. It's, it's true. I love you. I love you.
1: Okay. I actually feel really called out (laughs) and (laughs) I feel uncomfortable now. I want no part of this narrative. I absolutely felt that way. Um, I thought, I thought that by me setting those, ma- oh my gosh, I am like literally,
0: oh
1: my gosh, I feel really called out. So wait, oh. can I
0: just wait before you finish? So um, my, our niece, she's not our biological niece, but we have twin nieces and we love them so much. And one of them just went through her first heartbreak and I'm not going to go into Aww. it. I She doesn't listen to this podcast, but it's, it's breaks my heart. But I, we were, ha- my husband and I were kind of having this conversation with her. He would like float in and out, be like the best guy that would like float in, kind of give some words of wisdom and then float out. And she goes, how do you, are you in my brain? And I was like, no, sweetie, I'm just a human being and I'm a girl. And I know exactly. I've done it, what, babe. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. And this is the reality television right now. And I'm like, oh girl, I have like 100%. Ugh, girl. That.
1: Yes. And I feel so seen. I definitely thought by setting those boundaries mm-hmm. that were confusing that he would be like you know who I really missed Chanel yes and yeah. he would be like I missed you so much which is that like very toxica like culture that I was like yes like he's going to miss me so much the scarcity effect i'm going to be so absent in his life that he'll be like yes this is what is missing so now i need to like make this firm commitment whereas really what happened was he was like okay like if that's what you need then sounds good even though i'm a little confused and then he was like great well i'm still interested in like dating and getting married one day so i'm just going to date this other girl and he did. And now they're married and have a kid. So it's like, LOL. But I really thought that he, I really thought that he was going to be like, Man, I Oh yeah.
0: And he was going to come back in the rain. Somehow oh, yeah, it was going to be really, raining and he yeah, was going to be really, at a window and you were going to be washing a dish and he was going to come out and he's going to be like the door's locked and you're like, Oh my gosh. And then. Absolutely.
1: Very oh, like 13 going on 30. He was going to like show yes. up like the day of my wedding and be yes. like Chanel, this is it. Like, I actually miss you. And I still have the house you built me. Like I, thought that that was going to be it and then uh, absolutely not but you know but it's good it's good and like I learned a big lesson there too by just being like you know what men can't read like no one men or women like they cannot read that that like silent communication you know what I mean like unspoken communication only breeds resentment like it's just Mm -hmm. just such a bummer and I was like such expecting him to pick up these like fictional droplets that like, weren't actually there.
0: (laughs) Something else I'll say as I got older, those, that text, right. Became a conversation Mm -hmm. and that conversation became much quicker for me because I, it got legs. Right. So like the first time, oh, I got courage. And so for the next time, like, and so when my husband and I now, like, I wanted him to be the one to say something because we were spending, so I knew I, but I said, so it was like two o'clock in the morning. We were talking in, in a car. He was an auto journalist. So he had this really like fancy Lexus or something. I was like, so is there um, anything else you would like to talk to me about anything at all? Would you like to talk to me about maybe something interesting? Would you like to say something like just something from your heart? Would would that be? And like, but I was, I had had that conversation with people before where it hadn't, sometimes it ended the way I wanted it. Sometimes most of the times it hadn't, but I had gotten the gum- the gumption, right? Like I'd gotten my gumption moment. And so I feel like the next time this happens for you, I hope that it doesn't take two years, you know? Or, well, more so, I hope the guy's like, hey, by the way. But, you know, yeah. Thank Um, you. Yeah,
1: I should have interjected this a long time ago in the conversation. It doesn't make sense anymore. But Kirsten, you're also more than welcome to cut this out because it's a little bit of a buzzword. But my friend and I refer to that when like you have that guy-girl relationship or whatever, that's basically like, a placeholder for a relationship Mm -hmm. and you're spending all your time together, you're doing everything besides actually dating and you're like emotionally dumping on each other. We refer to it as emotional mutual masturbation. Um, (laughs) As you can think of it in terms of chastity or one of my friends calls them emotional blowjobs. And like, that's no, that's, that's what it is. You know, that
0: is that's what it is. It's an emotional, and bonus. it
1: hurts in the same way that being friends with benefits would be. Yeah, because you emotion.
0: are because you're friends yeah. with benefits. Yeah, because you are. And in and it's some ways, it's, like it's even
1: worse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you really like form such a heart connection with somebody. Like I remember like not being able to sleep and I we would hang out and I would think about, I would replay our conversations. Oh,
0: totally. Wow, We're so like,
1: he trusts me. Like he shared that with me. Like, oh, and I was just so enraptured in the like emotional depth of relationship we had that I was like, he didn't even tell this to anyone else. And now like, years later, I'm like, you know what, because I would live for that, you know, and t- until some of my friends are like, girl, you are his boo without out, like, who mm-hmm. boo, boo awards like i'm not getting any awards i'm not getting plaques commendations like nobody is taking me out to dinner on valentine's Day like you know what nobody's funny. taking
0: you in the back entrance of tiffany's with the lights off and then flicking it on and he's like pick whatever one you that's want. what
1: i'm saying i'm like i'm not getting jewelry i'm not getting clothes like i'm not meeting his parents i am literally just cradling and taking care of this man and like, i
0: think ugh. i think that is a huge thing to wrap this up is you are cradling and taking care of him and i am am so want to do that. That is who I am. I was, I'm very maternal, but I'm also very just, I want to take care of people. I love loving. Right. But the problem is, is I love, and I don't get the love in return, but it's, I don't see it. And it happens in friendships. It happens, you know, it's only with me. I can see it with everybody else. I'm the best judge of character. I'm the, my, my best guy friend who I was uh, very much in love with and thought we were going to get together. But later, thank God we didn't, but he spoke up at like, we all, we had like a round Robin at our rehearsal dinner and he, he got up and he just was like, I'm so glad that Kirsten finally found a guy that isn't crazy. And she doesn't have to take care of, we were all really worried about her. She would like all her friends and all the guys she dated. And it was to- And I mean, he was hilarious when he did it, but it was so true. I he's like, mm-hmm. you always found the wounded bird and like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? all right claire do you want to ask the last two questions
1: yes first of all if you could tell something to your 12 year old self what would it be okay mm. man to like to be real, can i be like serious
0: for a second yeah of course. absolutely
1: okay mm, okay so usually i'm like very jokey but i've been going through just a lot of uh of like just real intentional healing of like my own self-worth now as an adult and i would probably tell 12 year old chanel like there is a lot that you can bring to the world and you don't have to seek approval from anyone and Mm. i would say like you know it's it's really like all the approval that you're seeking from your dad and from other dudes, and from, like, whomever, you really don't need it, because you, like, got this, you got this, and, like, God's got you, and you have, like, big purpose, so that's probably what I tell myself, you know, just, like, Mm. be more, you know, like, love yourself, (laughs) I, like, spent a long time not loving myself, whether it was, like, my skin I'm in, or, like, my, you know, my personality, or just, like, how loud I was, and how, how much math I didn't know, and, I just, uh, I just like, I have so much, I have so much to offer and yes. I would tell my, you know, remind myself of that.
0: Well, when it was interesting when you were saying that, cause when you said the skin you were in, I thought about when you said you were 12, you wanted to move to Tuscany and you wanted to be a white lady in Tuscany. And I, yeah. and I, I, it, I just think that there's something so beautiful about you being so vulnerable and honest about that, because I think that a lot of our listeners will um, very much um, feel that within them. Thank you. Yeah. So just, Thank you for sharing, sharing
1: that. that. Mm-hmm. And then on a slightly lighter note, we're going to ask for your crushed song. So this could be the song
0: that like you were listening to, during that time. You listened
1: to So much when
0: you were going through that with the guy. Okay. 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 Or when so, you were 12 and or 14 or 16 and had lots of feelings, it could be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll throw
1: it back to when I was 12 um, to stick with the bad of the show. So one when, when i was like 12 or 13 do you you guys know natasha beddingfield pocket full of sunshine oh, she's she's yeah. it she's it um her brother daniel beddingfield oh oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, literally literally if you to get through this i gotta, get through this. One, I gotta yeah. get through this so he was the, i gotta <laughs> get through this guy and i used to pop off to that song at the skating rink like that was it for me and he had i got um if You're Not The One, which yes. quite literally was like the soundtrack. I would listen to it between like that and like, bring me to life. I would just lay on my bed and just like play it back and forth on my cassette player. And just like, if you're not the one, and there's a part in the song where he's like, if you're not the one, then why, then why? Uh, why do I imagine you like as my wife? And I remember being 13 and being like, oh my gosh. Like It's like picturing LL Cool J being like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, like LL Cool J like in his Kango hat, like being like, if you're not the one, like uh, why, do, why do I feel this way? Like, why do I, like God make this clear? I was like, oh my gosh, Daniel Bedingfield, like this is it. And to this day, like I will listen to that song and still be like, it gives me full body chills. Like I, 100%, I that is I, my song. I became a woman to that song, not in like a sexual way, but in an emotional way. In an emotional no, way. God. Like literally I, that song like carried me through so many fake relationships. Like I used to have set, which is an episode for another time. If you guys ever cover cartoon crushes, but I used to, <laughs> I used to love like Max Goof. And I was like,
0: (laughs) I was like drawn in. Okay. Do you know who Ryan Cabrera is? He was like Um, with Ashley. Okay. So he just got married to some girl who's a, I, this is my life. I read people.com when I need to feel not terrible about my, I don't, but then I'm like, I do what you do with reality television. I do with (laughs) people.com, but they got married. He got married to some WWE and they walked down the aisle to a goofy movie song or she walked down to him.
1: And see, like that's it. And I used yeah. to have such a crush on Max Goof. I used to draw him, and like go to his fanfic sites. And I'm really exposing myself. I'm probably gonna get like fired from my job. And I just like used to love him so much. And oh, to so yeah, was, like, to listen to that Daniel that Beddingfield song. Oh, what? Chanel, my first inappropriate dream was about Aladdin. I woke up and I was like, what? I know. I remember waking <laughs> up. I after I watched. Um, extremely goofy movie where Max went to college and there's like a scene in it where he's like where he like turns and he like puts his little eyebrow up after he graduates (laughs) and when I literally tell you I broke our VHS player because I would rewind that part so many times that my first spicy dream was about that scene and I remember waking up and coming to my mom's room and being like mommy I literally think I'm like I think I'm like overheating and I thought I was like getting an overnight fever and it was so scary. And I used to listen to that Daniel Bedingfield song and imagine like if Max Goof was my husband and I'm being really raw right now. So like. I love this so much. I love this so
0: much. One day when y'all talk about cartoon crushes,
1: feel free to invite me. I have like a catalog.
0: Um, thank you so much Chanel for being this, here. This was so good. This was such a good episode. I'm so oh, excited. It's yeah, long, but it's good. And I'm excited. Oh,
1: thank you guys. And thank you. I know sometimes I can be like a little bit of like a, a chatty Kathy. So I appreciate uh, it. Have you met this Claire is really and I? really fun. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, right. it's, it's good vibes. I honestly, like, I have not had this much fun on a podcast when I host one. Yikes. Um, and, <laughs> <we have> this, <laughs> and this is so fun. I like love this talking about real life. So thank you guys mm-hmm. for like, um, for having me. This is really cool. I hope more people feel free to really like you know, talk to that dude that they like and have some drawings of Max Goof and listen to some Daniel Beddingfield, you know?
0: I think all of it's, that is a perfect yeah, thing. Listen, listen to some Daniel Beddingfield, some Savage Garden, just, really, oh, like, Savage Garden. just oh. really do it up
1: with the emotions. Like I was listening I'm to some glad. Shania Twain this morning and I was like, oh gosh, I just what is it like to be in love like this? I don't know.
0: By the way, yeah. sweet Home Alabama is currently on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free. It might be on some other I'm things free. too. So just a heads up. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for, I almost said watching, but you're not watching. You're listening. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We're so excited about the season and we'll see you soon. Bye.